Hello everybody and welcome to Mania. This is episode 1 and today we have with us Yash Bhutoria. Hi Yash. Hi Vipul. How are you? I'm good. Chilling on weekend. Call me to record an episode. I did. I did actually. I did. I wanted to get your opinion actually on something. Like because you and I did this together. So we started it together. Mm-hmm. I and you I remember discussing that okay this seems like something we want to try. and with something i mean the stock market and investing money and knowing how to save and other stuff like that right mm-hmm. that's why i wanted to get you on the show for the episode 1 because i wanted to get into your head and know what was your motivation like why did you do it and why do you think other people should do it and if there has been some positive change for you while since you've started doing this so if you can share your opinion on that so coming to the first question uh why i started this because i wanted to make money right because sure. money is sitting in your account doesn't grow by itself you basically have to use it and if you don't use it it's it's a one less use resource right so if you can't sure. grow your money you you just rely on your salary and if you don't have a side income that becomes really hard to actually grow so i i wanted to see like how where do i put and where it grows so i i tried a few options i tried sips i tried fixed deposit recurring deposits but you know not, nothing is uh, nothing gives you as much control as uh, you know stock market and as a as a programmer we like to have control so you know uh, stock market is basically a go to place makes a lot of sense to me as well so you said you tried a lot of things but did work out for you specifically yeah. and you also mentioned that there was a lack of control but were there any other factors involved in that apart from lack of control so i have this uh, uh thing where i check uh, all the numbers every day right so i i i check keep checking my mails i keep checking my bank account and everything i i just want to be up to date with my numbers so i put my money in this uh mutual fund right and if you know mutual funds works very slowly uh, so for example something happened in stock market and uh, you want to see that happen in action right i i opened my uh, mutual fund application and saw that there there was basically no change i waited for 2 3 days and there was a minor change so you know that was kind of boring and i thought maybe i could do something that will move faster will have uh, definitely have more risk but you know might give me better returns and will have some action going on it i don't want it to be boring right it's true. money money should be exciting yeah that's very true so i also wanted to tell for the general public who is not in for the adrenaline rush but say mm-hmm. so there are also some factors to be considered here so the highest you can get from a security deposit on a bank is 7% in india and the inflation is about 5-6% in this country so essentially what you are getting on a year on year basis on a principal is 2% yep. and on top of that you are also being charged on the money that's generated for you by the bank on your fd so if you consider that taxation also what you getting is only hardly 1% it's not even 1% hardly 1% on your money counting in the inflation and the tax you are paying so that doesn't make sense at all but if you are looking for a market like india where india is considered to be a volatile developing country if i want to put it like that so indian stock market is yielding in year on year 12 13% return and if you are putting your money or you are investing in a stock for a year it's actually tax free if you know that yeah 
so you can claim your taxes on that money so that can also be a motivation from 1% you can directly jump to 12% yeah so good point on that so basically as you said you know inflation rate is high and you don't get much returns from banks so if you are not investing your money you are basically losing money right instead of exactly so hard cash is lame yep. see i i like to tell people this but hard cash is lame yep. if you are keeping even 500 rupees in your pocket in hard cash and people i i often talk to some people uh, especially ones who are in their middle ages right mm-hmm. 35 to 50 what they are um, is is this indian cultural idea of keeping money for a bad situation per se right mm-hmm. so they want to have this 1 lakh 10 lakh budget in their hand so that if something happens they can use that but that's lame actually on a year on year basis inflation is actually cutting down your money yeah and and on top of that with, with this covid situation hard can hard cash is not only lame but it can also be dangerous right Uh, you know exactly exactly so invites theft invites what, what happened with me that uh, i had a wallet and i had to travel with a local train for some reason because it was a, it was a sudden change of plans and i got my wallet late right yeah so it it absolutely invites theft into circumstances when public is absolutely not sure what's going to happen yeah you are very true yeah but you know even banks are not safe so you see uh, these news coming every day like this bank has put on uh, restriction by rbi that no one can withdraw this much amount so people who have their life savings in their bank like do not have any control at all that they can withdraw money even if they die uh, basically uh, banks don't care right but that's that's it with that kind of situation money is no longer safe in bank so either you invest in something or you you know basically let it uh rot in your uh uh some some place where it does not gives any return right so the the best thing uh, about stock market is you now with this technology right so you have application so i use this application called uh zerodha and it it has the like nicest application interface that i've ever seen so you know i like it and it has it has all sort of customizability it it updates in real time So with all this technology, it's it's really easy to manage your money, right? With with just few clicks on your mobile. So I I prefer that over banks, right? Even even if there's some risk involved, but I have much more control over it. Obviously, I want money in my bank if I want to, you know, uh, make purchases. But that is fine. Uh, but the thing that is not recommended is keeping hard cash unless you know you want to pay change to. some vendor who does not accept uh, digital payment which which would be weird weird in today's world because you know uh, even even the you know fast food vendors the the stalls on the roads even even they accept uh, paytm and zip and what not so i don't think like there are a lot of places left that they don't accept uh, digital payments yes that's very true and the point about control comes back in the conversation when you see banks not giving you the control that you think they will mhm Yeah, so starting with my journal, much time to you know learn about everything. So I I just wanted a crash course where I could find anything. So there's this YouTuber called uh, Rachna Ranade, and she has this very famous video called Basics of Stock Market Fundamentals Part One and Two. So I went there. Uh, I as soon as uh, as I got into the video, uh, I I instantly liked it in, in like two three minutes, and I went through the entire video. It was like thirty five forty minutes video, and then I watched all the parts, and then you know. uh continue watching it because it it was a good crash course and it tells you everything that you need to know and other things you can just research right 
even if she tells you term, some terms that she explained and you didn't get it you can just search it and it, it is pretty straightforward with the basic knowledge that uh, that is provided in the video that's so very true that that brings me to my second question that i want to ask you that you've been in market for like 3 4 months right what do you think has been the role of transferable skills in your journey and by that let me expand a little and ask you a more specific question uh, what do you think managing money all these years for like 21 years 22 years of your life has taught you that you could transfer into the market or manage your money better so uh, i would say that uh, in in the past 20 years i didn't learn as much as i learned in like past one year why because uh, for for most of the past 20 years i was a student i didn't have much money so i basically spent all the money i had right i didn't think that i should save it and buy something maybe you know uh, a small sum of maybe uh, you know 1000 2000 and you know 4000 not more than that right essentially we were living on um, pocket money pocket yeah. money pocket money yeah but then the you know i got got into internship and i then i started making money of my own then i had to figure out like how do i manage my money so that i don't have to take money from my you know parents then then it got me thinking that i should manage my money better but still i was in this habit that i i, I want to buy gadgets and stuff right so i i basically spent everything on uh, expensive gadgets and you know just throw away money like that but then uh, you know after after a point uh, there was a point when i wanted to move into a new house and then uh, i started to thinking of all the expenses that will will be involved you know like you have to pay basically two months in advance and then you have to get all the basic stuff to get your home set up so i realized that i don't have a, a you know a reserve for this kind of uh, expense and i should really have that because that is important you can make plans you can't be unpredictable if you don't have fun right so 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 has your has your experience like to you thinking or feeling that if you had started with your pocket money things would have looked better for you just on the scale of knowing stuff just on precisely on the scale of knowing stuff just on the sheer metric of okay if i'm doing this this might be the approach of giving to this because as per as of me since i've been living on my pocket money i have no clue Say I wanted to buy a car for ten lakh rupees, right? I have no clue how would I, how would you even go by doing that? How much, how much money do you even need in hard cash? Mm-hmm. What are the ways that you could lead to yeah, that? Correct. So, uh, I would say that uh, you need to learn to prioritize things. Like, what is the expense that you can defer for later, and what is the expense that you immediately want, right? And if you get that priority right, you will basically automatically saving money, right? So, for example, uh, I wanted to buy a camera. A camera cost thirty thousand, and uh, there was a sale upcoming next month uh, in which I could have saved eight thousand that I knew for sure. But I still bought it uh, in that point of time because I wanted a camera. That was a that was a harsh move, right? I could have just you know waited for one month. I I basically did nothing with that camera for one month. I could have saved uh, saved eight thousand rupees there, right there, right, without doing anything. So that is one thing that you should set your priority straight. The other thing is you should keep a buffer, right? So for example, you know what are your day-to-day expenses. I would say you should have enough surplus to fund yourself for at least two months. Uh, you know, miscellaneous things. So for example, there are always variable pay in your comp- uh, in your uh, you know package that you get from your company if you are if you are working in a service. 
you generally plan your things around that that i if i if i get this much bonus then i'll go to this holiday i can afford this hotel and you know this mode of travel but if you have uh, you know a reserve of money you can be a bit more uh, definite with your uh, actions right so if if say if someone screws some uh, something screws up your bonus for example this covid situation this really screwed up the bonus so i the, all the plans that i had that i planned around the variable pay are unaustrued right so what i could have done uh, i could have spent at less important places uh, like not paid at less important places and save that money for an indefinite amount of time and then i could have figured out later like what do i want to do like i just uh, in that point of time i wanted to just clear my bank account of everything and put it into some places put it to some use and not just let it stay in my bank account right i just wanted that money to that's, be committed somewhere that's something that this millennium teenager thing has brought to us right we've been living on pocket money for such a long time in our lives yeah. that we are used to not having anything in our bank accounts that that same problem i face myself as well so this podcast essentially is for people who are living on a salary basis right most of india i guess most of india lives on a salary to salary basis mm-hmm. and this podcast is specifically designed for them right yeah. you and i are living on salary basis right and we living since like just last year one year for both of us yeah. right before we lived on pocket money so much that the idea of not having anything in your bank account when it's about to end or like the month is about to end it's okay to us yeah. it shouldn't be hustle guys you know who who survived and we basically had nothing in the front end and we will party like kings on the first week of the month and then you know that's that's very true that's very true but do you think that that is a repetition of some idea that we were never taught how to handle our finances yeah like in school or college or yeah because basically they tell you how to you know find a sign value of some number but they don't tell you how to manage your basic finances right yeah, that's i mean great. sign cost uh, people usually exaggerate when they say that uh, high school uh, maths is not used anywhere even if you are a programmer i see that 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 mathematics is used at a lot of places but they miss out on a lot of important things as well so for example you could have maybe skipped uh, you know some chapters of uh, geography i say i mean that wouldn't have hurt uh, yeah you know that idea of i don't know who but somebody proposed this idea year back that schools should start teaching empathy and money handling rather than cranking up their brains with formulas that they might use yeah. and they will for sure but not I mean, right now one one thing that, that they can do is you know uh, there is this subject called economics right yeah. and they tells us how like how the uh, nation works like what is gdp what is per capita income and that kind of stuff um, i don't think a 10th class student would worry much about per capita income at all and he yeah. won't remember it uh, even if the time comes when he is of 17 years of age there is no relatability too right yes. things you remember i think they should things or, they should start with things you yeah. want things you want to learn are something that you relate to something that you think okay this might some day come used to me and teaching that in 10th standard the relatability is gone yeah so you know what they could instead do is you know how to what is the percentage uh, that you should say because that was the first question that i had when i you know i i 
had this hit to me that you know I I now have to save money and I have to plan my things otherwise I I'll, I'll be in trouble that that would exactly precisely be my next question what are you actually doing with your salary how what's your breakdown like what what does your breakdown look like so uh, you know there is this uh, thing that goes in india that if you are eating food you don't count like how many chapatis did you eat right so at first okay. i was like this that i will save some money but i will not count how much money did i save right okay. so that you know mm-hmm. i am not very uncomfortable with i what i have saved and what i have spent but then you know uh, i became anxious because you know uh, programmer thinks you you need to know the numbers you need to know the exact decimal points what was what was being saved and what did you ex- uh, expend uh, what was your expenditure and how much should you save mm-hmm. next month so that you cover up the previous month's expenses extra expenses so i went ahead and i created an excel sheet right and i, mm-hmm. I did a bit of research uh, i i looked at few numbers like people giving advice like what is the percentage of salary that you should be saving whatever your age is you should be saving that much percentage of your salary straight into the savings very yeah and that's another theory so there are these two popular savings theory mm-hmm. this 50 20 40 rules comes from this famous book written by this german guy and the name is the richest man in babylon mm-hmm. so this idea of say the 50 30 and 20 rule comes from that book mm-hmm. and in that book he basically talks about how this one guy who was very poor and had friends who were living on the same demographic of economy and years down the line okay years down the line he becomes the richest man in the whole kingdom mm-hmm. and then there is this king who is looking at the financial situation which is a lot like our current times okay mm-hmm. so there is a big gap between rich and poor mm-hmm. so what he does is he employs him so that he can impart his knowledge how did he make his money mm-hmm. to the people who actually been his friends so they are listening to what he did mm-hmm. they didn't like he's teaching them how you could have so the book is all about investing and this 50 30 20 rules comes from there so yeah but you know uh, then i when i started to stick with this rule i calculated the actual amount that i'll be saving right and mm-hmm. say for example uh, let's say someone who makes 50000 a month right sure. and we can't go with percentages for expenditure by because your expenditures are fixed if you live in a city right so for example if you get 50000 your expenses are same if you get 1 lakh rupees a month your expenditures will still be same because you are living the same money right because with salary it does not mean that your expenses have to increase right yeah but okay fine on a micro scale true but inflation and other things are there yeah. maybe you want to improve quality of life yeah, which so, is so i found that you cannot like break every your salary into exact percentages you have to put one small block of amount you have to say this much amount is blocked for my household expenses and then for rest you can use percentages to break it down true so you cut out all your yeah so for example i cut out 20000 uh, say if i had 50000 salary i would cut out 20000 and put it aside saying that hey this uh, because i have uh, say for example uh, 16 to 17000 of expense per month then i would probably just to be on safe side i would set aside 20000 and i would say that this is the money that i won't touch and not consider anywhere right this is the money that has to go into household then say for example the rest 30000 what i can do i can basically plan that because you know you you don't just earn to save you have to earn because you want to enjoy as well so you have to partition it so that 
you don't feel guilt when you uh, you know spend your money you you know that this is the uh, uh, amount of money that i set aside that i can peacefully spend right so for example if you have 30000 i would say uh, uh, what would be the 33 uh, uh, let's say 10000 right so i would the day i will get a salary i would like to put 10000 right away in some plan right it cannot be uh, you know at one place maybe it could be a 50 50 breakdown say 50% goes into mutual fund 50% goes into your uh recurring deposit or your stock market or you can, if you know any breakup that you like depending on the risk that you want right sure, sure. just also stability of what are your current circumstances how how stable is your life what how often do you expect major things to be happening in your life and all those things so what happened was you know th- that covid-19 situation was very pretty unexpected right so i was on a project uh, that was pretty good and you know it was billable and i was very assured to have a bonus and all and then suddenly the situation mm-hmm. came that project went to shelf and you know uh, people were being laid off from the company and i didn't know what will be the situation will be but you know my boss assured that you know you are uh, you are from the core team so nothing will happen from you so i was safe from that point of uh you know that point of view but say what if i was someone who was you know not in the core team and had i lost my job right because that happened with a lot of my relatives uh who who were you know not not a service class people but they had their business right so textile industry was hit pretty hard even before this covid situation and now it's even even bad then what happens what happened is i had to help them right because you know family comes first so what do you do you do not have to you you can't be like you know i don't have money you have to help them somewhere right even if you can uh, you know sustain yourself you have to sustain your family uh good thing is that i had invested close to 30 40000 in stock market right and mm-hmm. i had like good returns like 10 10 15000 in say 5 or 6 months which was a great uh, given the circumstances at that point and i told that right so it i you know i cashed out i knew that this covid situation you know now i can't be like you know i want to keep this money and buy more stocks because this is the point where i buy more stocks because now i have to choose between gaining more profits or helping my family then i obviously have to help my family right that's that's the point right you made 15000 yeah. rupees had i not money had i not invested that money in stock market i would have spent it right i would have made, bought yes. a gaming rig uh, you know an expensive sure. gaming desktop or some logical human idea of spending for joy is a very big deal in our market especially with all the social media influence that we are consuming all day yeah. every day because you know you see all these flashy things all these new things coming out and you just want to be the first person to lay hands on that thing right So, for example, stress buying is a really big market. Stress buying is a really big market on Amazon, on Flipkart, on a lot of other brands. Stress buying is also pushed in psychological terms that we don't really get upfront. But once you bought the product and it's lying there in your house for a year and you don't touch it, then it hits you suddenly that okay, I fell for that trick. So, you know, the the most important advice that I see people making mistakes, you know. Uh, like most people make mistake there is uh, deciding how much money can be spent on what category so for example uh, if you are a business class person who earns say a lakh rupees a month so it's okay to buy a 20000 30000 phone right but if you are someone mm-hmm. who lives on a 10000 rupees stipend you know you just started earning you just had your first internship 
uh, you can't mm-hmm. can't buy apple iphone 11 right it's it's expensive uh, and you, there's no way you can afford it yeah so there is this really interesting idea in finance and economics and what that is basically what you can afford is how do you calculate if you can support something so you can afford something if the cost price mm-hmm. okay the price that you have to pay up front for that thing plus the liability okay so you say if it's a phone then you need to buy a power and a screen guard mm-hmm. right if it's a car you have to have money to fill petrol is it's useless right so how they calculate that you can afford something is the upfront cost plus the liability cost for an year should be what you make in 3 months okay so let's take example uh, so say if if i were uh, making 50000 a month which means uh, i can buy something that is uh, that that cost 1.5 lakhs so, as total liability you can, yes and that is for a year that's for a yep. year you shouldn't overspend because then either you are just covering up the cost that you paid up front just taking a hit from that or the liabilities are so high that you have nothing left once your salary is deposited yep. in your account so okay. so that brings so, me to one more important point which is the emi trap right but so emi credit card debt debt is that is something that is not as huge in india as in some developing countries but still as india is growing you should actually consider not falling yeah, for that but people don't understand like you know when to take that so for example if you want to buy say a bike right and mm-hmm. uh, the bike costs uh, say uh, 1.2 lakhs you want to buy a fancy bike for example right uh, mm-hmm. uh, it costs 1.2 lakhs and you make say 30000 a month so can you afford it definitely you can't right you have to save for about a year if you do it like Uh, you know if you want to pay everything in cash you, you have to save save for a year right so you are basically not comfortable paying uh, that amount up front right so what you do you basically mm-hmm. go for an emi which again is you know mm-hmm. is a bad move why because i don't think someone should take emi for something that he cannot actually buy right yeah that, that's very true so you shouldn't because then you are covering up the cost plus the liabilities plus also you hurt yourself with the taxes and also that you have to pay a certain amount to the provider who's giving you an email right. say the bank or your amazon or right. whatever right so you're just using the amount every single month yeah so for example you know uh Uh, if rule of thumb if you can't pay that amount upfront so for example you want to buy a phone and you can't you are not comfortable paying that amount upfront just don't buy it you you don't want it right and and then you have to li- look at the like functional perspective like like you, do you really need it like do you really need that iphone with three cameras you know and that sexy metallic body uh, while you can buy you know a, a functional phone that can do calls handle all your applications you know be be a fairly functional device that you can have for a fraction of the price and you know you are going to change your phone anyway so is there a point buying such expensive things when you can't afford it of course you know you you can afford luxury when you can afford it if if you are making a lot of money and you don't have like anywhere to spend you have done all your uh, you know investments you have everything figured out you have no emis going on you can just buy a phone expensive phone right and not just phone anything goes with anything right then you then you have that disposable income that you can you know buy anything 
throw, throw that everything and get luxury you know if you would ask me that question and just like a random guy or like a friend right yeah like i make this much and i want to buy this thing should i i i read this really good answer and what it basically says is buy it with the money you make from your money and it will make you feel empowered that could be little frustrating i mean that is a little aggressive it works it could work really well but you know that could be little aggressive and you can postpone your actual plans for very late right so practically speaking yeah, i mean that's but that is actually so the idea behind that thought is that it will make you conscious of yeah. what you are doing and how you are approaching yeah. it so for example so you can make a sensible decision as i told you that i spent you know i invested what 30 40000 in stock market and i spent uh, you know made 15000 in you know say 6 months right so mm-hmm. does that mean that mm-hmm. i should only spend 15000 in 6 months that could not be possible right No, so the idea behind that thought is that uh, and it's specifically for luxuries. Yeah. So if the idea is that that thing is not a necessity yeah. or not a requirement, mm-hmm. it's a pure luxury. You are doing that for your own feeling good mm-hmm. sake, right? If I may yeah. say so. So if you can, if you can, mm-hmm. if you can buy something from, see the money you made on your money, right? It will definitely make you feel empowered. Yeah. See, final question before we wrap this mm-hmm. up, okay? So, how difficult did you find it to start and investing in the market, and how did you approach it? So, the first thing is you basically go and take advice from someone who has already did it. In my case, it was uh, it was my father. So, you know, he has a lot of experience in doing this uh, stock trading and also. What I did, I I went ahead and I asked like you know what okay I know the basic terms of stock market I know how to create an account how to place an order but now I need to figure out like what do I actually buy and why do I sell it when do I sell it right he told mm-hmm. me that you know I I was just looking for a blind advice he will say you know buy the stock this much amount sell it at this target I would do that same thing I did that for a month and I and I started getting results right. Then I started figuring out, you know, like what is the what is the thinking process? How do they think it? You know, then there are factors that there is some news, you know, there is political uh, drama going on in the company, and then the international world that affects your stock market. And then you have to think at the future prospects, like what is the what is the company that you can invest in that you know you won't lose like a lot of money in one day, right? So, for example, you have to go with high, low risk option first. At first, if you are investing a lot of amount, so for a beginner, I would say you know, uh, just say get one thousand rupees in your hand, uh, put it into your uh, you know uh, brokerage, uh, you know stock brokers account, and then forget about uh, getting any returns. Right? Just experiment with that one thousand rupees. Let's just say that that one thousand rupees is is a fee to learn by losing money. Right? Then what you can do, you can buy stocks and you can sell stocks, and you can do that on daily basis. And you can analyze your own behaviors, right? So, for example, you you bought something and you sold something on on a little bit higher price, right? But you didn't wait for it to you know like grow completely throughout the day. You just sold it in the middle of the day, even if you knew that this was going to increase further. But you didn't want to take that risk, right? So how much risk you take is is all on your you know experience. You buy stuff, you sell stuff, and you you get this intuition. You know 
that okay this is the amount that i want to sell and you have to be very definite with it right i bought something some stock at 79 i want to sell at 85 uh, and if i incur loss or profit i don't care this is my target right you have to be very competent you can't be like you know oh, i i made a mistake i could have made more money because there is no end to it right you have to be satisfied <laughs> at first like what you make and what are the losses you have to expect these things coming at you otherwise we'll definitely be talking about money greed on this podcast a lot yeah. more so right yeah. so you know that is the first advice and the second is that you know maybe just do, don't think about selling stocks right uh, have some stocks for not exactly investing yeah. is something i promote rather than trading i think trading has yeah. too much risk involved for beginners so rather than yeah. trying to trade or make money quickly overnight like being a crorepati overnight doesn't work you only end up so there is this uh, there is this website called sharekhan i don't know uh, which website is it but it let it gives you virtual currency gives you some virtual currency and what you can do is you can use actual stock prices and trade at them and you can see like what profit did you make mm-hmm. right so you can even learn that without having actual money involved but you know actual money gives you kick so sure, sure. that's why exactly. i would recommend a small amount uh, to be invested in in stock market you know and just Uh, see how it plays out and you know obviously you can't make uh, wild guesses every time you have to make calculated guesses because that is what stock market is always about being right you know making calculated guesses listening to the experts and framing an opinion of your own and then making a move also i found out since i've been doing this like dedicatedly for a month or two my mm-hmm. knowledge of like this thing economy and awareness of news and specifically business has increased tremendously i'm constantly looking out for news i'm reading stuff and i know more bef- mm-hmm. than before i did so that's a plus in life in general yeah because you should know where your money goes and you know why are you even work earning uh, exactly. why are you not earning like a lot of money at all and on the note of market making you smarter is something i believe completely market does make somebody smarter yeah and that is basically with everything you know wherever they gives you bumpy ride it, it automatically make you smarter because you only learn when you incur a loss that is human tendency and that is a good note to wrap it on so recorded on the may 30th 2020 this has been episode 1 money up thank you slash vitoria for joining us and we will see you on some other episode yeah thank you for everybody on to listening and if you like what you heard do share and more such gems coming soon 